Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Annie Moley. And today I really want to dive into something that really smacked me in the face hardcore a couple of days ago. And I'm going to be real vulnerable. Um, I've been, you know, I've been on the healing journey now for five years, but, you know, only started really doing the real work that Rachel teaches. That's when everything started to really shift. And I really started to feel that I was healing um, to almost two and a half years ago. And over the course of the two and a half years, I have, I've done a lot of work. And obviously this is something that I'm doing the work constantly, but there is so much shit. Like, I don't think you understand. I mean, I'm sure you understand. There's just so much that is inside of me, right? You know, I'm not 10 years old doing this work. I'm 36 years old and there's just a lot. And I've always been a very deep feeler, very sensitive. And there's just a lot of things that I have to go into. And, um, one of the biggest programs that I've ran in the last two and a half years has been the program of avoidance. Okay. And as all of you must know, I am in dating Danny and Danny and I are opposites in every single way possible, except for maybe like you and I enjoy a good peanut butter jar. Right. Aside from that, we're very different and I'm both pretty sensitive. Yeah. Very sensitive. <laughs> And watching how he's approached this work versus me has not only been very triggering, but also shines a light on how much work I should be doing that I don't do. So if I could describe Danny, Danny's like the moment he's triggered, he just goes into it. The man loves it. Okay. He eats it, shits it, sleeps it. He just loves this work. It's like, he's so excited doing the goddamn work. Right. And when I tell you I'm the opposite, it doesn't mean that all the time I fucking hate it, but most of the time it's something that I do not enjoy going into. And I think for me, like I've talked about this a lot, like my entire life has just been one huge kind of depression where I've always felt pain, like since I could remember. And I don't remember a time in my life where I didn't feel pain. And so now that I have to go into the pain, it's a whole other thing, right? And so I've just, even though I go into a lot of stuff, I'm still avoiding a lot of stuff. And so I was the one morning I woke up with so much anxiety and like so much like heaviness on my chest. And what I was feeling was a lot of guilt. I was feeling a lot of guilt for the fact that like there was all these things that were coming up throughout the day and I was avoiding like 50% of them and only going into the other half of them. And so I was, I woke up one morning and I was just like, feeling a lot of guilt and like shaming myself. Like what's wrong with you? Like, you know, you gotta be doing much more work than this and like shame on you and all this shit. And so I was like, okay, let's go into all of this because this is deeper than I know. It feels deeper than I know, but because the avoidance program, this is what the avoidance program tells me. This is another mental program. Oh, it's just avoidance because, you know, it's painful. You don't want to go into it. That has been playing for like a year now that when I listen to that, I go, yeah, it's nothing deeper. It's just because I'm trying to avoid because it's too painful. And the one morning I woke up, I was like, "Mm -mm, let's go deeper. 
And so I spent all this time with myself just going deeper into why I run this avoidance program, right? And what unfolded for me was mind-blowing. So I grew up, and I talk about this a lot, very religious. I'm a granddaughter of a pastor. My mother was Jesus Christ, the homie, till the, the day she dies. So I was in church Friday, Saturday, Sunday my entire life. Like, that's what it was. And outside of church, it was constant. Are you praying? Uh, my mom would make me read this Bible study book called Upper Room. Did you read Upper Room today? Oh, you didn't read Upper Room. And then she would guilt and she would shame me. And then fast forward to years later, I went through a lot of religious trauma where it was all, always like this force, like, you have to do it. If you don't do it, you 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 know, Jesus is not going to love you. If you don't do it, you're not going to be saved. If you don't do it, you're going to go to hell. It's always been this fear, guilt, shame, like just fucking jammed into me over and over and over and over again. Right. So my path with Christianity and religion was always like, if you don't do this, you will go to hell. If you don't do this, you will not be saved. And so that's been deeply, deeply ingrained into me. And so now that I'm completely on a whole different path and I am discovering who the I am is on my own without anyone telling me that I have to listen to this, that I have to do this, that I have to be that, all this fucking force, as you can tell, I'm getting getting heated about it. There's a lot of anger in here for sure. Like a lot of resentment too, a lot of bitterness. Um, why, I, are you, why are you angry? Let's just stay there for a minute. Like why, yeah. why are you angry? Because I feel like I was never given a choice. I feel like I was never asked well, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to choose? It was always, you have to do it. And if you don't do it, I was met with rage. I was met with anger. I was met with shame. And that angers me because it has completely contaminated my current journey. Because there's so much wounding there. There's so many programs running there. I have so much unprocessed forcing to believe in something mm -hmm. from my entire existence that I have brought all of those programs and all of those wounds into my now healing spiritual journey, which means it's tainted, which means now every time, instead of going, wow, I'm really excited to go into this or man, this is really painful, but I'm excited to get to the bottom of it and heal. What I look at it as, oh my God, I fucking hate this. I don't want to do this. I hate this shit. Like I have to do it if I don't do it. So here's another thing. If I don't do it, I won't go to new earth. So here's where this is a direct reflection of if you don't do this, you won't be saved and go to heaven. And it's like, Ellie, the beautiful part about the mystical spiritual journey is that source, that's not what source is. Source is not force. Source is not threatening. Source is not guilt and shame. It's, it's none of that. And yet, because I've been so programmed and conditioned and threatened with that, I bring all of that into my journey now. And so... I realize that my soul wants to love this path that I'm on. I can feel that, you know, I know that I came here to do that, but it is completely riddled with all of this wounding that has not been processed of just years and years and years and years of being forced to learn, to listen, to consume, to be, you know, like, you know, how many times I've waited for the world to end, you know, because Jesus is coming back, like all that fucking trauma too. And so I have brought in that all into this path, which why, of course, I want to avoid. Because there's also this little girl in there that's going, I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. Right. And so when when I came down to that realization, it really smacked the shit out of me. And I was like, okay, this is what it is. So I have to help all of these inner children, because there's a lot of them that feel like they're being forced to do something to get to a certain place. And 
she and I, we all have to process together that what they were doing to me is not anything to do with the ride that I'm on currently. And so there's just so many emotions that I'm processing, so many mental, so many programs that come up that I'm just going into and just opening to and, and just allowing myself to process what I experienced. I experienced religious trauma, like period end from all different angles. And so my path now to get to where I want to be, which is I just want to enjoy this path. I just want to be just so in surrender to what is, and I want to like it along the way. And I have not liked this shit one bit. It has just been painful for me. And so that was a big realization. And, and it was like a key to freedom to understand why this avoidance program was so blatant and so big and blocking me from getting to where I, I want to go. And, and why don't you feel like you've liked um, this path? I don't like feeling I've already, I talk about this a lot. I've already felt like I felt pain my entire life. And now it's like, now you have to feel it all and then you have to love it. And so there's just like this resistance to that because I just want to be okay. And I know that I'm not okay. So yeah, there's all of that. So I want to, I'm suffering and my life is suffering because of all of this unprocessed trauma and all of these wounds and programs that keep playing over and over again. And I really want to read to you guys. Um, one of our colleagues and friends, her name is Claire and she's a part of MSU. And I was really venting to her. She's like the person that I vent to because she's, she's always in such presence with me and, and just allows me to just like let it out. And I was just telling her about all of this stuff, you know, and like how frustrating it is because I just want to live the rest of my life surrendering to what is. And just even if it's painful, like knowing that where I'm getting to is just uh, where I'm getting to is a place of just peace and unconditional love and power. Right. So after she listens to me, she channels a message from source in my divine team, which is all of us. But when when she read this to me, I cried. Mm. And so I want to read it. I might cry. She said, here's a message from source. We love you, Ellie. No matter what you choose to do or not do, no matter how you show up, no matter what you know or don't know, no matter what we adore you, far more than you can imagine. We love being with you and helping you during your experience when you want us to help. And it's a-okay if you don't. This is the vibration of source. And I messaged her and I was like, I'm crying at that message. And she wrote back, you cry because you feel it's truth. Those who raised you did not understand this and painted over it with force and rightness and wrongness. Soak it in, beautiful. And I cry because that's actually what God is. What we've created to be what God is, is not truly what source, what creator, what divinity is. Divinity doesn't shame. Divinity doesn't guilt. Divinity doesn't force. Divinity doesn't say that's wrong and that's right. Divinity is unconditional love. And when I read that, all I could feel was this full acceptance and just love that was like beyond my comprehension of what love is at this stage in my in the game for me. And it was just, it connected me right back. And I was just flooded and filled with so much like remembrance and the way of connection. And that's the message that I keep coming back to as I'm going into this journey is, Ellie, no matter what you do, you are still loved. No matter what you do, it's okay. It's okay. And that allows space for me. 
And that allows me to fumble at times. And even when the avoidance programs comes, can I just open to it? Can I love it? Can I surrender to it? And when the force comes, can I just open and be present with the force knowing that that's not truly what any of this path or what this journey back home is? And so it's been very healing for me to really uncover this wound. And I'm just excited to just keep going deeper and deeper and get to a place one day where I come on this goddamn podcast and I'm like, I fucking love this shit. Like I'm here, <laughs> I've arrived. And so I'm very much on, you know, on the path of that right now. Beautiful Sha. Thank you. Thank you for your emotion. Um, so, so beautiful. Um, let's go back to when you started this work. Yeah. So like two and a half years ago, did you feel that then the resistance, the avoidance, the force, or was it more of like a passionate, heartfelt, soul aligned move? Yeah, it was, I think when I first had my awakening, I started my inner love journey. I was so excited. Like I didn't know what actually it was going to entail at all. I just knew that like I was learning how to love myself and that was really exciting. And even when I joined the you know certification program and I jumped into this work, I was pumped because all I've been taught up until then was kind of just to avoid all the pain shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know that I had to go into the pain to feel it, to see it, to love it, and to alchemize it. And so when I started to understand what actual shadow work was, what actual alchemy was, that's when everything started to come up. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, you just highlighted a beautiful point. And hey, we're not here to to kind of like shit on other modality, modalities in general, because the work we do is not a modality. But we're not here to kind of like tear other stuff down. Um, but that all the other stuff that I tried, the therapy, breath work, the, the meditation, the, the plant medicine, taking drugs, basically, um, it doesn't actually get you, maybe some plant medicine does that. I did have some experiences where that was the case, but for the most part, it's not really embracing the true pain that's there like the the therapy that i went through it was very surface level and very like just speaking about problems kind of there were some beautiful moments and it was a good stepping stone good beginning but it wasn't transformational healing and so that you bring up this beautiful point that doesn't allow for all of the deeper programs of the avoidance, the resistance that to come to light and be seen when we're, we're just so stuck at the surface. When I first started going through kind of my dark night, of the soul 2018, 2019, I just became a sponge for spiritual knowledge. And I just wanted to learn, learn, learn. And I was so passionate about it all because none of the programs are actually showing up really to pull me away from feeling the pain because all of the knowledge was just going into my brain and I wasn't actually like working through the actual energies yeah. and the traumas. So there's no like space for it to show up. So when did that, can you remember, like when did the shift start to happen? So you started MSU, mm -hmm. you're starting to do the work. Mm -hmm. Can you remember, was it a like a slow progression thing where those programs just started to come alive was it after a particular big healing or i think it was you oh great i think it was one honor when you and i we first started 
speaking and um uh i've we've you know i've spoke about this on the podcast but you decided that you just needed space and you needed time to be with on we would be to be with your own and it triggered my deep 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 core wound of codependency and when i because you know i was living by myself and you know we stopped talking i had all of this time to feel what was in there and i was like i hate this this is so painful. This is horrible. And that's when I think everything started. It really started to hit me like, oh, this is the journey that I have to feel the depths of this shit. <laughs> and that sucks. And I believe that is when all of the programs started to come mm. up of like, holy shit, like you don't want to do this because what's underneath here, it is going to hurt. And that's when it really, before that, before that codependency, when I was like, Lottie, Lottie, this is great. And then that hit, whew, that was, yeah, that was one of the hardest moments so far of my journey. <laughs> but thank Love you. It. You're welcome. <laughs> it was a difficult period for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I appreciate the beautiful light that you, you know, cast at the start of this podcast. Um, and I do have a huge passion and thirst for this work but i run a bunch of resistance and avoidance programs and actually the last podcast we recorded kind of um touched on this me awakening to where i was um in the energy of force mm. thinking that it was um alchemy and at the beginning of the, this work a couple of years ago i before i started rachel's work i've been doing a couple of years of breath work and breath work um, is exactly that force. It's mm. just force, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or if you're doing, you know, kind of like slower, deeper breathing, but you're controlling the your internal kind of, oh, I've got all lightheaded just from doing that, is controlling your like internal um, breath and you know, the work we do is the opposite of that. It's not control. It's not force. It's expansion. It's openness. And so after a couple of months of doing Rachel's work, I came to her. I was like, I feel like I can't get any further. I was encountering a lot of resistance. I felt like I couldn't connect to my heart. And um, her guidance was after we kind of spoke, spoke about what was going on. Oh, you're, you know, you're trying to control and use the breath. So I moved through a couple months of, of working through that wound. And now fast forward two over two years later, there again, what I spoke about on the last podcast about having all this energy in my throat and I was forcing down a part of me. I was forcing down this anger and you can go back. If you haven't listened to it, listen to that podcast. We go into the reasons why, but I've been awakening to the fact that I'm carrying this energy still that's bleeding into all these aspects of my life when I'm opening, when I'm in coaching and it's this energy of force. Um, and I'm internally forcing. And obviously that's, what yeah i'm carrying that in my energy fields and that's what i am in that moment even though it's not the truth of what i am so i am forcing so it's been really really interesting to to awaken to that and i've even seen that like when i would go to the gym i would as i would be lifting and even when i was doing it today when i was cleaning i would cr i create all this internal pressure in my mouth where i like press my tongue to the roof of my mouth and i like suck 
it's really hard to explain, but I like create all this like internal tension. And I didn't know why I used to do that. And I would always find myself doing it at the gym. And then it would kind of like, I would awaken when it would start to hurt. I'd be like, what, what am I doing? And I see now that, oh, it's because internally I've got all this force, all of this, like, like, I don't want it to be this way. And which is stemming from powerlessness and it's just inviting me to constantly become the way of surrender. And every time I would drink a coffee over the past couple of years, I would start dissociating. And I never understood why until recently I've started to really allow that anger to come up and heal it and process it in a healthy manner. And I can feel that when I drink coffee now, it doesn't make me dissociate because I'm not resisting the energy that's trying to come through my system. I'm not as much, I, it's still in there, so I'm still working on it, but it's not as much force. And that bleeds into, you know, every aspect of my life. Uh, and something that, you know, Ellie and I spoke about a lot is the, our relationship with food and how it's shown up within my diet has been when I'm eating, I'm just like stuffing down. I'm, I just want to eat, 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 eat every last drop. Um, so that I don't have to feel. And it's the same energy of, I just want to force it down. And uh, yeah, so I definitely force, I definitely avoid, I definitely resist. Um, it shows up just in different ways. And yeah, um, it's been cool watching you move through <laughs> this particular program because I don't have that with like the religion and the rigidity, rigid parents quite as much because I had, uh, the opposite of that very disengaged permissive parenting so yeah super interesting and i think um yeah i think everyone can relate to that there is always i think a lot of people on this path you know whatever path you're on there is going to be i mean who wants to listen we're raised in a society that never trains you to feel anything we are trained to avoid everything Oh, last night I was like, it was one of those nights where I wanted to turn everything off. And I just wanted to like, just watch something that was like meaningless, which is like something that I never ever do. But I, I started to look at reality TV as a way for me to study people's programs. And so last night, uh, Danny was doing his hobby and painting. And I was, um, I was like, let me just put a dumb show on. Right. And I put this reality show called love is blind on Netflix, the dating show where, you know, they don't get to see each other for like a couple of months and then they see each other and they fall in love, whatever. And I, when I was watching the show and I was like just breaking down people's programs and like where, you know, people were at and things like that. And all of it that, that they were saying was like feeling emotions, like that's sissy stuff. And like, you know, all of these things. And it's like, I'm, and there was this one part where this girl started to feel emotion. She's like, need a drink. You know, it's like, that's our world is that we are so brainwashed to believe that being feeling emotions expressing emotions is bad right and then the moment we feel anything that's painful we guzzle a tequila down or we guzzle gabaka down or whatever we grab the joint whatever the fuck that we do right and we and then we watch that on tv and we watch that in movies and it's just conditioned and conditioned and programmed and programmed and programmed and so that's why all of us are goddamn emotionally fragile. That's why we are all emotionally weak. There is no um, capacity to feel shit. That's why our world is as dark as it is. And now many of us are awakening to, oh, we can't be like that anymore because we suffer as a result of it, like ourselves individually, right? 
And that's why we become alcoholics and drug addicts and shopping is where addictions come from, all these things. And watching that was just this like, you know, moment where I was like, wow, that's the old world. And the new world is, I am very aware I'm running an avoidance program right now. I'm very aware that I want to go eat some cake or I want to grab the vodka bottle or whatever it is. Can I open to that? Can I bring love to that aspect that is showing right now? And the more that we do that, the more powerful we become. And one day you're not emotionally fragile anymore. You're just willing and ready to experience and feel everything that is in there because you're connected now. Because you know all of that other shit is coping mechanisms. I'll never forget when Fiori like gave a teaching coping mechanisms because I thought that coping mechanisms was like, oh, that's great. Go to the gym to deal with your anger. You know, go hang out with friends if you don't want to feel sad or like whatever the fuck your coping mechanism is. And she said, why would you want to cope with suffering? Why would you want to just like make that exist? Mm. Why don't you go in instead and alchemize it so that it no longer exists? And I was like, holy shit like even something as simple as that blew my mind because of how much we're programmed to stay weak yeah and i know you can't uh speak directly on this ellie because you can't drink alcohol but uh, to anyone listening what do you think a hangover is right really feel into if you've ever been drunk before or used alcohol in any kind of way for a long time, I couldn't understand why my hangovers were so much worse than everyone else. Like I would drink the same as somebody and the next day I would just be off all day. And partly that reason is because I'm a lot more sensitive, which I understand now than most people. And with that sensitivity, it's, oh, we're like just stuffing down those energies and the emotions that we don't want to feel. We're just turning them off. They're not going away. They don't go away when you have that drink. If you feel uncomfortable and you're like, oh, well, let me just have a drink and I'll feel better. And you do feel better. You might feel better. Then the next morning, how good do you feel then? Do you still feel good? Did it still actually make you feel better? Or did it just take that crappy energy that you didn't want to feel because you're not powerful enough and that's okay and prolong it for the next morning? that's part of what a hangover is like yes it, it is the body which is physically responding to the toxic substance that's gone in and causing yeah. dehydration 100 percent, 100 percent is that is it also you inhaling a you know reaching a certain level of intoxication where a spirit can come into your consciousness and you don't even realize it and then you do a bunch of harmful and unloving things just like i was speaking about in, in the last podcast yes it's that too and it's also like yeah now you're disconnecting yourself even further from who you are your heart your ability to process emotion and you're turning all of that off and it doesn't go away it's still going to come out and be processed that's why I'd have hangovers that I have had a hangover that's lasted like months before. Wow. Um, but that's obviously in, including other recreational drugs and as well as alcohol. But, Dude, that's why, well, you know, I've been around people drinking my entire life and that's why the next day they're so depressed. Yeah. Cause they oh don't, my God. <laughs> cause let's look at what depression really is. Mm -hmm. um, obviously there's many kind of like causes of it, but the way I've understood it is it's when we're in resistance to what, um uh what what we're trying to feel in them or what's been activated whatever's been activated when we don't want to feel that we resist mm 
So it all shuts down and we go into this low vibrational state because we can't process whatever's coming up, whether it be grief or shame or guilt for something that we did. Um, we can't process it. So we get to go into depression, this like low vibration mm-hmm. uh, until we, you know, find enough power to kind of come out of that and process it very slowly. Um, yeah, that's why people can get really depressed from drinking and yeah. like just a, you know, just, just one night like that. When I saw that girl doing that on that show last night, I was like, ah, yes, I remember doing that. And I remember actually recently with this anger stuff, um, there's just been familiar feeling that's been coming up all of the time. And I've, I've not touched a drink in, um, way over a year now. It was 2022, the last time I had a drink and we're in 24 and, um, Let's go. <laughs> Come this work. So powerful. Not coming from force. Yeah. Name of this podcast, coming from power. And um yeah, this this familiar energy state has been showing up. And I've realized that it wouldn't show up every time that I would drink, but it would show up often after I drink drank. And I've realized now that when this energy got activated, either before I started drinking, and that's why I drank, or while I was drinking and I was so unconscious that I, you know, I wasn't able to process it. I had to then process this feeling the next day. Mm. And so part of what that is, is we're just, we're putting a pause on everything we're experiencing right Right. now for tomorrow. And, uh, as we know, tomorrow never really dies. It's always there. So, and then people go, Oh, I'm so hungry. I'm going to drink. Cause don't you guys drink like bloody Mary's after that too? So I was like, you just keep doing it. Oh my God. Yeah. Because you feel so bad. And then, I mean, that's something that you feel so bad that you don't want to feel that bad. So what helps? I'll just have a drink and it will just air the dog. It will just even everything out a little bit. Yeah. Um, And that's why too, like eat shitty foods. like because you're vibrating there. Oh my God. So fascinating. I can't wait till science comes out with all this stuff so the world could really see what happens. And the the fascinating thing is that what you really need in those moments is like just nutrition, like straight up nutrition. Yeah. But the energy is what they're craving inside of you, in your gut. Like they just want like fatty, yeah, like uh, fried, like oily. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and part of that is because the fat helps sl- um, soak up the al- alcohol uh, yeah. and does help the body absorb it so you're not as drunk. But um, yeah, alcohol. So interesting. But that show has been interesting, yeah. To say the least. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone unless you want to study. But it's it was interesting to see and witness. Yeah, and that is the old world. You know, the new world will will not be like that at all. So, yeah. What I will say that was beautiful about that show um, mm-hmm. is that instead of it just being about looks, I yeah. remember watching Love Island for the first time years ago. Um, and it's literally, you know, they walk up and look at each other and choose yeah. partners that way. Yeah. Right. This show at least is, well, let's get to know the person without even seeing them. So I thought, right. although there's obviously, there's a, there's a lot we can improve on. Like that is a huge jump in our level of consciousness that we're going now. Oh, let's, let's hide the That's looks true. and let's just base the person on who they are. Yeah. But then obviously the interesting thing that was fascinating for us to watch was how they actually respond when they see each other in the flesh. Yeah. Because if those programs are in there, 
and this com- like goes back to that last podcast, they're in there. We have to embrace them. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a part of us that does objectify and mm-hmm. is misogynistic, we, we can only run away from that part of us for so long. Yeah. 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 Super fascinating. Super fascinating. But um, to anyone out there, you know, if you do find yourself running programs of avoidance and resistance, get curious about them. They're always, everything is much deeper than you ever think or know. And so, um, and to everybody who's doing the work at MSU and you, you hear this, you're like, oh, that's me. Go deeper. Because what you will uncover is fascinating. And that's why this process is, listen, there's one thing that I, I will say. I love this process that Rachel has taught us and what we teach at MSU because where you can go when you start going into a trigger, it is like Jumanji, dude. You go into the jungle and you don't know what's in there. And I have these moments where I'll go deeper and deeper and I'll go, there are these moments where I'm like, I love this shit because there's freedom in understanding, you know, why I'm showing up this way, why I'm feeling this way. And it's, it's one of my favorite parts. It's like, it's a deeper opening. And, and then sometimes I'll come out of the room and I'll be like, I look at you, I'll be like, Oh, I got to share with you what, what I, what I just unfolded. So there are parts yeah. of course that I enjoy, but one day it'll be a hundred percent. It'll be fire. Um, Before we wrap up, I would love to just bring it back to you and this topic of forcing the healing journey and just, you know, bring it back around and see like where you where are you at right now today with um this force that you've identified um it still exists um i think that there i feel a little better about it since i've worked on it in terms of like i'm i'm not looking at everything like oh i gotta do it you know it's more of there's just an opening of no, I'm going to do it because I love myself. And, you know, I, I was telling this story on my Instagram, but I was venting to my friend, Claire, again, bless her. Uh, and I was just like, oh, I hate this path. And this was before I really uncovered this wound of, you know, everything. And I was like, I just like, sometimes I hate this path and I want to give a big F you and blah, blah. And after I vented, she looks at me and she smiles and she's like, Ellie, why do you keep doing it then? And my answer to her that came out from my soul was because I want to be mentally and emotionally free because I don't want to suffer anymore because I'm tired of being a victim. I'm tired of drowning. That's why I do this work. And as soon as I said that, I just connected right back in and I was like, there it is. Like there it is. And so I'm there where like this morning I woke up and I wasn't feeling great. And it was just not, I had, didn't have the energy of like, gotta go into it. It's like, no, I want to go into it because I don't want to stay suffering in this. I want to love myself through whatever is showing up. And um, that shift in energy, even though it's slight, is massive for me. And so I just, I'm just excited to keep shifting in that way. So seeing the, the force, like seeing the program, that was kind of like the big turning point for you uh, within the last like week or so. Yeah. Just allowing my inner child to process what she experienced all of that force and just to recognize it, see it and understand like, okay, that was all of their programs being projected onto you. And now the difference between that and this is that now you have a choice you can choose. And if you don't want to do it, that's okay too. Like I'm here to honor what you are moving through. Right. And not for her to stay like, I don't want to do it. Like we got to heal the immaturity of that. But if I can feel the energy of when she's like, I feel like you're forcing me right now and I don't want Mm -hmm. to. Okay. That's okay. We don't have to go into it right now. And just honoring that because of how much force is in there. 
And there's always a fine line, right, of like making sure that your inner child is not running the whole goddamn show and running their programs and like being like, I don't want to do and stomping around. There's a difference. And I can feel that. And that's why, too, this work will help you to detect every subtle energy that's going on. So you can see like, oh, okay, this is she's throwing a tantrum here or this is because she's honoring all the trauma that she went through. So I can feel all of that. And so I'm just here to rock with her uh, until we get to a place where she's like, I'm good. I'm free. And, um, and you know, I'll be free. And what's it like looking back, knowing that you've had this running for a couple of years now? I mean, it's the case with all our programs and it's only just now kind of coming to light. I feel it was the exact right time. I couldn't probably have accessed this any earlier because I wasn't there yet. Perfect. And now, yeah. And now it showed up and it was ready for me to go deeper because I was ready for it. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously with, you know, last year coming off your antidepressants, which we've recorded multiple podcasts <laughs> about. So feel free for any of the listeners who are just joining us recently uh, to go back and listen to those. Um, but you know, that's a, that was a huge turning point. Um, and I feel like this is a, this is going to be a big one about, you know, letting the floodgates out and really connecting to that, that powerful divine aspect uh, and part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exciting. I'm excited. Listen, every day that passes in this crazy ass life, um, every day that you stay dedicated to you, you will just continue to blossom. And so I'm excited. There's, there's genuine excitement in that. And so I, no matter how many hissy fits I want to, you know, throw in tantrums about this path, like I always come back. And so that's, that's my soul coming through. And so, yeah, I'm just excited to see what unfolds for me and all of us that are doing the damn thing. Great. Perfect. What a way to end. Great. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You know what to do. Do all the good stuff. If you enjoyed this, share this out with anyone that you know is forcing their healing journey. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.